everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. This is episode number 201, going live for our gorgeous patrons on November 15th, 2021. November 17th for all the normies. Um, I used to say this is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada, but <laughs> we kind of dropped the ball for the entirety of October, and again... I'm so sorry about that. Uh, we have a whole bunch to catch up on, which is why this week we'll be doing a couple job uh, listings, shuffle some paperwork, and then we just want to talk about all the Canadian games we've been playing because, as you'll remember from episode 199, October was when every game developer in Canada decided to just dump their game out onto our laps and uh, like like Halloween candy, Steve. You know how it be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my name is Steven. Uh, Steve is joining me. Steven and Steve, yep. therefore no one gets confused. And it's been a, it's been a hot minute since we had a fresh on time episode of the it's been a while. podcast. Uh, help us at patreon.com slash King Game Devs. Thanks to Eric Beer. Check out the botbook.com. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you want to support a show that is a month late, <laughs> yeah, we what was that? We got not, we got uh, picked for like one of the top Canadian podcasts, and when I went down to check, <laughs> uh, it like it, it pulls all our data from posting, and it was like post an episode every three weeks. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's not yeah. good that's um, fine real life happens life happens i drove two thousand kilometers in october steve got a job and put his kid into daycare stuff's happening again it's excuses but being as transparent as possible with you the <laughs> listeners but you didn't come here for any of that you came here for games specifically games made in canada I've got a lot I want to talk about. I want to talk about Inscription. I played New Age of Empires 4. I played The Veil, a game you can play with your eyes closed. Very interested in that. Steve's played the new Guardians of the Galaxy developed in Eidos, Montreal. It doesn't suck like the Avengers game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mm-hmm. also dipped back into Chivalry 2 as well as... What else, Steve? Echo Generation and oh. Jet the Far Shore. Jet the Far Shore. But before that, two possible employment opportunities for you, our dear listener. Skyship Entertainment is looking for a Unity developer in Toronto. Uh, head over to skyship.tv if you want to learn more about them. And uh, the job post is on our site, kinggames.com slash jobs. Uh, HDX Transmedia is looking for a technical character animator and Unreal Senior Game Developer. Uh, I didn't realize until I looked into this company that I believe they make some some adult entertainment. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a flexible schedule and a highly competitive compensation pack, compensation package starting at 80 to 90 thousand a year whoa wa wa wee wa if you're interested in making a bunch of money to make some fun stuff uh both those jobs on the site canadiangamedevs.com slash jobs and in the show notes steve enough of that let's go back and forth with the games we've been playing uh i want to start with inscription uh this is from daniel mullins out on the west coast hot hot game steve it's all over Twitter. It's all over Twitch. Uh, there's a big meta ARG going on at the same time. Augmented reality game. Wait, is that what it stands for? You know when there's like a game outside of the game that people are like piecing together clues and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But yes, I do know. You know that. I know, you know what you mean. I don't know what it's called. Exactly. Uh, and apparently that draws on <coughs> his other games, uh, Pony Island and The Hex. So people are playing those games now, trying to like figure out what's connected in this. It's all very fascinating to me. I haven't beat it yet. And that's pretty I, smart. That's a good way to get sales on your old games. Just like, yeah, there's some Easter eggs. <laughs> that's what I did. I heard about that. And so when I went to buy inscription, uh, I saw the bundle was discounted for like all of their games and it was almost the price of inscription new. And I was like, well, I might as well just get all of them yeah. for the same price. You uh, fell for it. Let me pitch you inscription, Steve. I know we've been talking about it for a while, previously featured on wish list this, uh, one of my most anticipated Canadian games. 
it's a roguelite, but don't go anywhere. There's also deck building elements. Stay in your seat. Um, (laughs) The game is played out at a table across from this like sort of dungeon master who's like back in the blackness and all you see are the eyes and the eyes Mm. will change colors and they'll put masks on as they're taking on the role of different characters, kind of like a dungeon master does. Mm. Um, And they roll out a map in front of you and you have a little totem that you move forward and make your decisions about where you're going to stop next. Um, and that's all procedurally generated. Uh, uh, the also the, the cards you pick up and add to your deck are um, different every run. And then the available cards change. Um, there's be- more become available. But the thing about this game, Steve, is at any point, if you're not in a battle, you can get up from the table and walk around this like cabin thing. And there's other levels of like almost escape room style puzzles you're doing from this. Uh, you do things in the 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 sort of dungeon master setting with uh the the character across the table that then gives you more information and things you can get up from the table and uh sort of solve puzzles around the room um i was like unlocking things that i would find a new card the cards talk to you there's characters on the cards that have been playing this game for a long time it seems to the point where i question their sanity uh and those characters on the cards will talk to you while you're playing the game and like give you tips or like there's this one card the stoat that just i think hates me at this point because i'll play it somewhere and they're like wow that was a bad move and i'm like i'm trying guys come on uh i'm obsessed with this game i'm realizing i'm taking a long time to beat it because i'm uh let me check my steam time here i've been playing for almost 10 hours and apparently I haven't even got out of act one. Uh, and my friends in the, the hard drive discord were telling me, Oh, I beat the game around like eight or nine hours. I was like, Oh, so I'm just really bad at this game. And they're like, yeah, for some reason you're just doing terribly. Uh, but I honestly have been feeling good about everything up until the point I die and lose two hours of progress and then put it away for a week. Um, <laughs> inscription just like vibe steve and we use the word vibe a lot to the point where it's lost all meaning but there is an atmosphere and there is a a sense of dread playing this game uh i'm quite addicted to um you gotta play inscription steve we gotta share steam libraries <laughs> or something just play like an hour of this game and, and get it it's doing so many like smart things with the ui too because i won't i don't want to spoil the loop of like why you're playing over and over again because uh, that's that was a really great moment for me. But I will say you launch the game and uh, the menu is you dragging cards to a spot. It's like you drag settings or quit and then place it. When you launch the game, new game is blocked out. You can only continue. And I will say mm. that has very interesting implications for the story. And I assume the ARG everyone's <laughs> playing. Oh, Steve, Inscription is firmly in my favorite Canadian game of the year so far. Uh, uh. It it has almost twenty thousand reviews. Insane, over, overwhelmingly positive. That's deserved. It's Absolutely, <laughs> it's oh, it's it's so cool. I don't like card games. I don't like roguelikes or lights. Um, I love Inscription and the the sound design. When you have speakers on, I was playing at like one in the morning. I like lit a candle and put it next to my my uh, monitor turned all the lights off and just like cranked my, my headset up to full and sort of like leaned in and, oh, you know, just, you know, that Sully meme where he's like got the, the two and he's like, mm, you know, that one, the that top was funny. 
the top funny comment or review is deeply disturbing exploration into the lives of card pack opening YouTubers. <laughs> it is. That's the other thing. I don't play magic or Pokemon or anything like that. And I was listening to my friends who are super into magic talk about it. And they're like, there is stuff like poking fun of like magic players in this game or stuff that like is only appreciable to magic players. Like, you know how every Pixar movie uh, includes a lot of things specific to people who understand the premise of the movie. Like cars apparently has a bunch of like inside cars jokes for people who follow NASCAR or are big into custom cars and stuff. Uh, Rat- okay. Ratatouille has a whole bunch of like kitchen stuff. Some of it I got, uh, some of it I haven't worked in a fancy enough kitchen to get. It feels like inscription is doing that layer of, if you love card games, there is probably so much in here that goes over my head that you will get and be like, Whoa. Uh, and I don't get any of that and I'm still loving it. So, that's yeah. my pitch for inscription. Kind of sold it for me. Let's. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, the Steam Deck got delayed for me though. It did. The Steam Deck one, got so. delayed to February twenty February, I think. Yeah. The Halo Xbox. The Halo Xbox comes out in like four days, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I need money." Did you see that <laughs> that leak? Uh, people have been doing a lot of data mining, and they think, "Yeah, hey, Tuesday. That's crazy." It might just all multiplayer would just drop. Yeah. Might, so, by the time you're listening to this, it might. Yeah. Be exactly. Out. Which yeah. would be weird because fours is still eating up so much time, so much like space for them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it, but, but I feel weird. Plus, if so I was like EA you know? and, and Activision, I'd be a little pissed because like, 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 it's not like when EA released Battlefield and Titanfall two in the same no, week. True. It's like yeah. Forza. Also, Forza did four point five million downloads on that opening like week weekend. I think or a couple days, yeah. which is huge. Like that is massive. Could you imagine what Halo Halo will be like? Ten million. Yeah, it is. It's oh man. I'm excited. I'm I'm pumped for it. But I would if I was EA and Activision, I'd be a little pissed because it'd be like, guys, we're mm. dropping our big <laughs> first person shooters this week. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, uh, shout out to Call of Duty Vanguard, developed partly in Sledgehammer Toronto, and I believe there's another Sledgehammer Canadian studio. Um, mm. but you shouldn't give any Activision money for the rest of their existence as a company. Steve, talk to me about a game you've been playing. Let's start with Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. So I should preface this by saying that they gave us a or gave me a code. It was also funny because because we get these emails a lot and we kind of have stated like we're not going to really uh, ask for codes anymore. People mm-hmm. give us codes and we're like, yeah, okay, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. We become friends with a lot of developers, but like AAA, we I mean we don't really even talk about that many AAA studios anymore. But mm-hmm. they so when they do send codes, they're like. Guardians of the Galaxy, you could play as Star-Lord and blah, blah, blah. Like, ask if you want a review code. Mm-hmm. And I just ignore it. They literally just sent the code in the first email. They did. And I'm like, is this because I was one of the only people that liked Marvel's Avengers? <laughs> it probably <laughs> is. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, I'll take it since you provided it. Like, I wasn't going, like, I wouldn't ask for it, but you just gave it to me in email. So I'm, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so this is a single player. Oh, wait, uh, what platform are you playing on? So PlayStation 5. Gotcha. Um, Single player, story-driven, Guardians of the Galaxy-focused game. That's what it is. The gameplay is still very similar to Avengers, specifically like Iron Man. Like you basically play as Iron Man. Gotcha. Um, You have a little more control over the other characters because in Avengers, they just kind of did whatever the fuck they were doing. Mm -hmm. But Guardians of the Galaxy, you get like little kind of button prompts to, to... select different like skills and it's not uh as rpg focused as i thought it would be you don't really you level up and you get skills but it's very like there's like four to choose from 
and then you just eventually get them. And then the next round, there's like another four to choose from, and then you eventually get them. So it's not very deep in terms of like RPG ness, mm-hmm. um, which I appreciate. I also, it was a lot longer than I thought. It was like 18 hours. And That's what I've heard. I've listened to like <coughs> probably four different podcasts talk about Guardians of the Galaxy, and they were both like, I really thought it was going to end. And then there were like 10 more missions. Yeah, there's, it's very, there's certain parts that are very drawn out. Like, they like early on they land on a planet to go talk to this this lady and they 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 make up a bullshit excuse of why they have to land super far away and then the whole mission is just getting to that castle that you didn't land at and then the next and then like the next chapter is like where you thought you were going so there's some stretched out stuff but i don't know as as like a fan of like you know marvel stuff like it's really like the story is really good Guardians of the galaxy is like strangely um, like it has a lot of hidden emotional stuff to it, like with mm. Peter Quill's like relationship with his parents and Rocket being like this, you know, this experimented like rodent thing. Like <clears throat> they play on all that. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was it was like you know, it was basically just the entire like this is fine meme. Like it was just it wasn't. I didn't think it was exceptional. I didn't think it was terrible. It was just like a fun Guardians of the Galaxy game. Like it's kind of what I think people will want out of these superhero games where they're not tied to the movies. Mm-hmm. They're just like they just kind of focus on a good story and single player. Like Avengers didn't need multiplayer. No. And ever, and everyone liked this the single player or the um, the story part of Avengers. The story That's the only good. thing I've heard is like it's the little girl <laughs> who goes to the Avengers initiative and like it's fanboying out about everything, right? Yeah, Miss Marvel, I guess like mm. her thing is that she's like a fanboy that that turns into a superhero. Yeah. And um yeah, and, and the game has a lot of heart and it's fun and and uh I I have no reason to ever play it ever again. Like it's just sort of <laughs> It's just it, like it, now sits it's in my back. It's the kind back. of game that would, would come out in the mid-2000s where you buy it, beat it, and then you're done with that game. Exa- yeah, exactly. It screams that. Because, like, also the other thing that was, like, really surprising, there's, like, no side stories. There's no side quests. There's no, like, branching of the paths or anything like that. Like, it's literally you're just playing through the story that they've told, and it's just a long story. And, you know, if you try to – the gameplay isn't as strong enough to, like, play it. I found for like more than like a couple of hours, but it breaks up nicely. So you just like, you're like, Oh, I'll play an hour here and I'll play an hour here. And that's mm-hmm. what I did. Like I beat it over the course of a week and a half, but I probably sounds played so it, nice, but I probably played it. Like I probably never played it for more than an hour and a half. <laughs> like I, I just sort of would play and then I would get a cutscene, and then I would, uh, then I would stop. It was pretty glitchy too. I don't know if there's going to be some patches and stuff like that, but there'd be, mm. there was some kind of jank to it that, uh, you know, every now and then, like a menu would open up or, or something like that. So, but I really liked it. I don't know, unless you're a huge Guardians of the Galaxy stand, like, I don't know. It's not really, like I said, it's it's those sort of early 2000s, like, game you just pick up, you play, you beat after like a week or whatever. I don't know if that's really full price. Like, I, I probably wouldn't want to pay full price, but I think, like, this will be a game that just kind of routinely does well at that, like, 20, 30, $40 mark. And I, I have I'd two wait. questions. I'd probably wait for that. Yo. Is it funny? Yeah, there are some, especially with Drax. Drax is very well written. Okay. And there's a lot of good humor with him. Um, and Groot. Gamora is probably the most off like mm. person. Because they're like their MCU counterparts, but not totally. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but Groot, 
or sorry, Drax is definitely the best, like has the most dry humor stuff. It's very similar to like MCU or, you know, he talks about being completely like hidden because he's, he can't move or whatever. There's, um, there's some good moments with him. Good. Cause Drax, his bit, like an hour into Guardians of the Galaxy, I was like, I, I understand your character 110% now and everything past this. Yeah. Uh, I've seen one clip from Guardians of the Galaxy where you walk into the the living room of your ship and Drax just has reading glasses on the bridge of his nose and he's reading a book <laughs> and he just starts telling you about what he's reading. <laughs> and I was like, that is more personality and more interest in that character than I've seen across anything in the MCU. So the character you meet, like early on that I mentioned where you kind of park far away from the castle and then move your way is like, is this person that um, like basically he's running like this like animal warrior thing. Like she basically just collects animals, sort of like the collector, but with animals and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And Drax, the story is like there was a big galactic war and Thanos was killed by Drax like 10 years earlier. So Drax is like well known in the world as like the person who killed the mad Titan. And so the 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 girl's like hitting on Drax, and he of course like isn't missing or isn't like <laughs> cluing in on it. And That's the awesome. Guardians are just like, dude, sleep with her because we need the credits. And so, like, it's pretty funny. There's some good moments for sure. Uh, and my second question is, would this game benefit from an art style that isn't trying to be realistic? Like, if this was, uh, <clears throat> if this was going for like a really stark contrast to the realistic Avengers, like maybe if it was more comic book style, yeah. Or, or if there was anything to sort of set it apart from like the uncanny valley effect of like this is as real as humans can look in a video game, would that benefit the game? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't mind the art style to be honest. I'm I'm kind of over the whole like these look like MC like the the B tier like MCU. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I've the, seen it described as the porn parody version. Yeah, of exactly. MCU like characters. Like they're not. It's not Steve. It's not. I forget the guy who plays. Captain America, but it's not, it's not Chris Evans. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, the Chris Evans who makes like 5% of his salary on these, like, you know, the Sharknado movies and all that shit. Like it's, (laughs) it's that I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind the art direction. I think a comic book, like a legit comic book, sort of like, um, ultimate Alliance three on switch. I was, I was literally about to say like the Marvel Spider-Man games, like Ultimate Alliance, or if you remember yeah. like, Sh- Shattered Dimensions, or some of the, like the PS3's 360 ones, had such a stark, like thick black line comic book style that those stick out in my brain. And there's moments in that game and boss fights that stick with me. Whereas like Marvel's Spider-Man from Insomniac or Avengers, like I feel like would just sort of slip mm. right over you. Yeah, that's possible. I don't think I can see that. Um... But it's not as I guess it's not as now I guess maybe like because Avengers came out first you're kind of we're now like used to these sort of like fake looking MCU characters and so mm-hmm. when they show it like it's not it 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 wasn't an issue for me okay I think I think some comic book stuff would be cool but it wasn't really a, an issue but yeah so solid short and solid ten to twenty hour Marvel <clears throat> campaign it's, it's like the the textbook definition of a seven out of ten. Okay. Like it's it's fun. It's a fun game. I liked it. All right, Steve. I want to tell you about Age of Empires 4. I am a RTS uh, peasant. Noob. noob, You don't uh, know shit. um, Scrub would be how I would describe. You know when you get ranks in a multiplayer game and you start with the worst one? Yeah. That's where I'm at. Uh, I hopped into Age of Empires 4, developed by Relic in vancouver uh after doing i believe two and three or one and two definitive editions in the past couple years uh the return 
to the Age of Empires franchise, which I believe has not had a new game since Age of Empires. Wasn't it like 2005 or whatever? Like Age of Empires. Yeah. 2005, October. Wow. Good job, Steve. Well done. Wow. It was almost 16 years to the day between Age of Empires 3 and Age of Empires 4. That's crazy. Um, so I don't have that long history and like yearning for something new in this franchise. A lot of people do have what I, what I did like about Age of Empires four is they have a campaign mode that, uh, essentially, uh, opens each, uh, level with like a sort of drone footage of wherever your battle's about to take place in modern day. So it's like the Norman, Norman invasion, uh, of England. And so there's drone footage, like, like real video, uh, of, like uh, where this battle was happening and they sort of impose superimpose like the units from age of empires that fight there, like over top as like, sort of like uh, augmented reality, like orange outlines kind of, and they mm. rush at each other, but the drone footage is from present day. So they're just like in a parking lot <laughs> or in a <laughs> farmer's field. And that's like, that's like some early two thousands history channel style, like graphics and stuff. And then there were so many other moments where it's like, Hey, you've just unlocked a new video. Do you want to learn about the trebuchet and how it was made and how oh, it works? Oh yeah, I forgot. And I was like, uh, you know what? I do want to learn about the trebuchet and how it was made and how it was built. Um, I'm terrible at this game. Like I played with my friend, uh, we did some campaigns against computers and, uh, I would be like just figuring out my farms and he would be like, and then the you one would come up and I'm like, wait. And he was like, I won. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, cause, cause you have to think so fast in this game. And I've been playing civilization my whole life, which is turn-based. So you think really deliberately about what you're doing, but no, mm. in age of empires, it is go, go, go. If you're not clicking, like if you're not clicking like 60 to a hundred times a, a minute, you're losing which is a a level of performance I can't perform on at this moment in my life. Um, But I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I love, love, love the like history channel, like good history channel, not Mm. Pawn Stars, Hitler and aliens, storage wars, history channel, like good prime of its existence, history channel style documentaries and, and footage they put into this game. History is cool, Steve. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> I always did like uh, the most recent, or I don't know if Valhalla did it, but Assassin's Creed Origins and um, Odyssey had the like history DLC or whatever, where it was just basically the explorers like, mode or like the yeah yeah. I I, I remember uh, a couple schools tried to like use that in their curriculum. Like if you do the history mode in Origins, you're like, what if you learned about Cleopatra by walking around Cairo or whatever, and uh, yeah, it's it's in that vein, except just video and instead of uh, interactive. Yeah, that's cool. Steve, tell me about another Canadian game you've been playing. <clears throat> so I'm going in order of how much I've played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, played these games. So Guardians of the Galaxy, I played for 18 hours or whatever it was. So Jet the Far Shore. The next game from Quebec-based Super, Super, Brothers? Super Brothers? Or is that the yeah. name of the first game? I forget. They also, have, I think, partnered with like a new... Uh, it's by Super Brothers and Pine Scented Software, which is just a great name for a studio. Cause oh, that is a good name. After Super Brothers blew up, as I understand it, they sort of just took their check, fucked off into the Quebec wilderness, got a like cabin or some isolated place they could just hang out and game dev, and just like <coughs> I think just experimented for a while until they settled on Jet, which is just that sounds fun. Yeah. So yeah, this is a like. I guess no man's sky, but just one planet. 
Okay. And you, we, I showed you this a little bit, like when you were over, because I did this watch is... and completely failed to understand like half an hour of Jet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I also, I played it for five or so hours, and I, I have no idea what I was doing in the game. And it's like those things where it's like, okay, I think I get it, and then the dialogue would just, like, the dialogue was very, like, I don't know, like. Poorly written for for me, an idiot to understand. <laughs> it's trying it's to do of, a lot of like high fantasy stuff, right? Like, yeah, because it's kind of how I felt when I played like Transistor and, and Bastion, like games from that studio. Because I'm just like, I feel like I'm too stupid to know what the fuck you're trying to tell me. Because <laughs> it's they cryptic. Just, they also speak in this different language. I don't know if it's like like what language is, if it's one they made up or whatever, but. So you're kind of trying to fly around, but also read the subtitles, which causes issues. But you're basically, it's very linear in terms of what you have to do. You can explore, it seems like. Um, but from my understanding, it's sort of like an exploration kind of game where they basically sent you into like, like the, like a hundred years into the future or something to just like basically land on this planet and cultivate it, I guess. I don't know. Um, and you kind of fly around in your little ship and, and sort of interact with the world. You like learn about the world and, and you have this like grappling hook and stuff that you kind of chuck stuff at. And it's very strange. It's a little bit like Sonic too, where it's like when you're going fast, it like feels cool. It looks really cool. I think the Mm. graphics are like very simplistically awesome. But when you're trying to like kind of, you know, finessely like pick up this, this thing and then like maneuver specific. Yeah. It's, it could be tough. Um, I don't know. I, I then I, to be honest, I, I put it down after you, like when you left, mm-hmm. um, and only played again for like 20 minutes the other day. Cause I knew we were doing this episode and I'm, I'm more lost than I was before. So I'm just <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on and I want to beat it, but I, I'm just like, man, I, I don't know about this game like there's some good shit in it but at the same time it's just like it's frustrating and <clears throat> i don't know i don't know what i really expected but it's doesn't it's not very uh it's not very like approachable for me because mm. i'm just i'm just confused the whole time i'm playing it and i've missed cut i've missed like dialogue and stuff too because it's You're hard flying. to yeah it's hard to read it and fly and also the words that they're using I wish I remember now because I remember we were talking about it, how like ascending a ladder or like going up a ladder is like they use a different like they use unique words to do actions. And so Mm -hmm. they that shows up in the dialogue, too. So it's already confusing. And I don't know. I want to play. I want to like play it more, but I'm not like rushing to kind of do it. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty like disappointing because it was just like I was pretty hyped for it. And Mm -hmm. then it's just like, oh, man, I don't know. Like it has. It has that feeling of flower and all that stuff. Like mm. that stuff is good, but like the once it slows down and once you're kind of exploring, that's when it kind of, I don't know, falls falls apart a little bit for me. So more of like a maybe clean up at Christmas kind of game. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Slightly disappointed in Jet the Far Shore. That's too bad. All right. See. Maybe maybe they'll the... maybe they'll bounce out to the forest again for ten years and we'll get <laughs> and see do, what we get after. and do swords and sorcery too. Just like yeah. oh my God. fully sell out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve, Falling Squirrel, a studio from I think St. Catharines or Toronto uh, that we have interviewed on the site, 
uh, came out with a game called The Veil earlier this year that had some pretty high profile coverage. I, I read about it in The Verge, uh, as well as a couple other uh, big sites. Mm-hmm. The pitch is it's a classic sort of RPG you play with your eyes closed. And everything in the game is sort of communicated to you through audio. You play as a princess who is blind uh, in a kingdom. And, and this is the only sort of visual component in the game is there's like a classic front of the fantasy book map that mm. you can like see, see where you are. Uh, and you're trying to get back to the castle after being sort of diverted uh, as you were making like a, a cross kingdom journey. Uh, I, f- uh, I mean, I forget why already like to warn someone of, of something. Uh, <laughs> you play uh, as this woman and the first character you run into after your, your caravans diverted and sabotaged is someone whose name is Shepard. And he can see, and he's the character who was with me the whole time, which I'm like, all right, that's a little on the nose. Like my seeing eye person who like helps me get around is called Shepard. Uh, so that's the level of like writing and stuff we're dealing at. Uh, but it's, I don't, I don't know if I want to play a game with my eyes closed and it's frustrating, but I think that's part of the experience. Cause if I was a blind person trying to swing a sword around and like you're in a 3d space like you walk around and you hear footsteps and you sort of orient yourself by like hearing sounds so like i'm in a market and i hear like the ting ting of a blacksmith and so as i spin my my camera which i don't have i can hear the blacksmith's ting going behind me or to my right or left and so it's how i orient myself and i picked that up pretty quick and i came back to this market area a couple times and was able to get where i wanted like first try um and when you're in combat uh, you listen for where like grunts and like movement is coming from, and you essentially can block or attack in front of you, to your right or to your left, and you mm-hmm. can do that with the triggers. So at, you can like be blocking and attacking at the same time, uh, and you can do like the other way. Um, and and the most enemies you'll be dealing with at once are three, and they they never attack too aggressively. Um, you you can sort of get a feel for like where they're at. Uh, pretty easily and and that was pretty fun i got to admit trying to like when you when you like block hit hit and then you can do like a heavier light and you're just like listening to people drop around you and they mock you they they can see you're blind uh so there's some some catharsis in killing (laughs) blind mocking barbarians and there's an inventory system so like uh, people are wondering how you navigate the menus. You can just open your eyes and just look at the menus, but it's also narrated. And my, my one thing I wish I could do in this game is turn the menu narration off. Cause like I'll open my inventory, I'll go to my weapons and it's like rusty sword attack one defense one. And there's like a wait when it goes down this whole thing. And like, I, I, I don't want that to read out. Like it's always going to be easier to navigate a menu, just opening your eyes. Um, but yeah, I'm like five hours in, uh, I feel like I'm about a third to two thirds through based on the achievements and it's a really, it's doing, it's trying to do something really interesting. And in my experience, never before done in games, I'm just like a blind video game. Video is in the name video game, Steve. Uh, and so on that level, I think it's, it's super interesting. And at times I find it frustrating because I just want to like, look up and see where I'm going and try to get somewhere. There's a couple times I'm like bumping into the wall and my character's like, Oh, can't go that way. Right. Oh, can't go that way. <laughs> oh, there's a wall here. Uh, but that's probably what happens to blind people. I don't know how true to, to, to the experience this is. Um, yeah. I wonder I, if they like consulted with, with 
blind people and just make sure that the game is like playable and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just based on my own. like, I did play, like I just leaned back in my chair, closed my eyes uh, and played the game. So, and did it and was quite successful with it. I'm also wondering like if I didn't have experience playing these kind of games while looking at them, would it be as easy to pick up? You know, like uh, am I taking all that experience I have with fighting RPGs uh, spatial awareness, that kind of things into this. There's mm-hmm. a lot of super interesting questions that I have because of the veil. And I think for that alone, it's, it's worth checking out. It's, it's interesting and frustrating, but imagining trying to fight people as a blind sword wielder could be frustrating as well. I like the idea of getting chirped for being blind and then you just like kill them. Yeah. You just you <laughs> listen, you listen to the blood spill out of their neck and they hit the ground and then you, and you're like, oh. it's like, I may be blind, but you're dead. You fucking bitch. <laughs> they are. They are dead. It, it is well written. The character Shepherd's. I, I like Shepherd, despite his on the nose name. I like my character. Uh, I like some of the other characters I've met. Um, and I and so that's there's another interesting thing this game is doing. Where like there's a limit to what you can do graphically, obviously. Um, but when I hear things described to me, and when I have a soundscape, and my eyes are closed, I probably picture a completely different market square than every other person who plays this game because we're yeah. taking our own mind palace building abilities into this game and so i think that's a really interesting interesting thing about it too like if i described the market as i understood it it would probably look different like if you took one of those police sketch artists to like draw the market everyone would probably draw a different market you know Mm -hmm. it's interesting um yeah that's the veil from falling squirrel in i want to say st Catharines. i'll check quick uh steve tell me about another canadian game please so I haven't played this much. I, I, I dabbled in it kind of recently because I was feeling multiplayer. Um, I played it more back in the day, but Chivalry 2, they've, mm-hmm. they've updated the game. Um, there's like a Halloween, or there was a Halloween event going on. This game is just is just solid, but I'm so terrible at it. Like it's So third person or first person kind of medieval action multiplayer game. Um, it's a lot of like castles, you know, sieging and, and all that stuff. They got the typical like you know, defend this area, and then when that area falls, you get moved back or whatever. Yeah, it's like um, a like capture the point almost, right? Or like <coughs> yeah, Overwatch exactly. levels where you're like one team's defending, one team's attacking. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think there is a deathmatch mode. I remember playing that more in the back in the day, but I didn't. I didn't queue it um, recently, so I don't know if they space it out. But it. Um, I'm and I'm awful at it. And so there's like art, there's classes like archers and like kind of speedy people and, and big tanks and stuff like that. But there's a lot of humor and, and stuff going on in, in this game. They definitely draw from like Monty Python a lot. Um, and it's pretty solid. I remember people in the day were complaining that there wasn't like cross party, cross gen, um, what am I trying to say? Cross play party system. Like there's cross play, but you can't but choose you can't, to play. You can't make a platform. Yeah, you can't make a party. Like, you and I couldn't play if you're on, like, PC or something. We would just have to hit search at the same time and hope. Yeah, exactly. And that's what people were doing. So that stuff hasn't bothered me because I don't... I haven't played this game with another person I know at all. So the issues that a lot of people were having with it never really applied to me. Mm -hmm. To me, the the only issue is that I'm really shitty at it and I just fucking (laughs) die. Like, my kill death is, like, 0.2. Like, I'm just not very good. Probably accurate to actual peasants they gave spears and pushed into battle. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm basically just, like, you know, a farmer. (laughs) It's just, like, here's a sword. My my uh, favorite thing from the the beta was still... uh, 
I, I respawned and like picked up my sword and ran in and you can press a button to like do a war call. And my guy was like, for that guy we like. <laughs> like at, the, yeah. at, the, at the end of the match, you do play as like the peasants, like because basically the idea is that they're kind of locked in the castle. But once all the like sh- soldiers are kind of dead, then it's like the last remaining people. And you do just have like a pitchfork or like bread <laughs> or something like that. And it's really just like a joke because you're not supposed to win at that point. But Chivalry 2 is is pretty solid. Um, I don't know if the issues are still there. To be mm-hmm. honest, I left that subreddit because I was like, you, you motherfuckers are too toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoy it. I got to assume, because I don't think it's on Steam yet. I got to assume that... I they think they were, have the Epic for one year, I think. Yeah, so I have to assume that they when it comes to Steam, yeah, like there's no, there's no Steam page that's when they'll get that shit sorted out mm. <laughs> so if you want to play with you know those people you're like your friends um across generate across different things then uh you know you might need to wait that's from torn banner studios in toronto yeah let me see if let me kind of just quickly check the Chivalry has been uh, so shout out to I think Chris Persons who used to do Kotaku highlight reel and then everyone quit Kotaku because Geo Media bought it over and Jim Spanfeller's piece of shit doesn't understand how to run a media company and so he sort of took that brand and made highlight reel just another YouTube show and straight up since Chivalry's launched I think there's been like three or four amazing hilarious clips out of Chivalry 2 of people just doing the wackiest physics stuff because you can like well you can like pick stuff up and throw it down to like bonk people in the head and knock them out or like set up defenses and sort of like push people off the edge of things and then they die or just like whip a spear as far as possible from a high point and just kill some random person in the middle of a skirmish who didn't know that was coming there's so many weird fun moments like that that i've seen oh actually you know what they just met they i just reading the last um patch notes the matchmaking they did separate team deathmatch and like the siege stuff so that's there you go Play it. They've been very games. active with updates and tweets because we follow Torn Banner and the actual Chivalry account. And uh, yeah, they seem to be, you know, the, the game's launch seems to have been successful enough to sustain development and support for this game for a long time, which... Yeah, they have a Trello as well for like roadmap, which shows... Because they've, they've put in some new modes and new maps as well too, my understanding. Mm-hmm. So Q4 2021, they got content update three coming out. And then even 2022, they got some stuff. Actually, there's been two content updates. Oh, the yeah, the most recent. Yeah, the Halloween event is the most recent one. And a new weapon nice. stuff. Yeah, so they're pumping a lot of stuff in this game. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. I would just, if you're if you're like, oh, I'm on PC, I want to play with Steve, my friend, Aaron, then, <laughs> then just check. <laughs> Actually, we're working on this PS4, PS5 cross-generation party support, so you can't do that. Yeah, I'm not uh, cross-platform. Class, cross-platform parties is still under the we're working on this, so it mm. looks like... That's not there just yet. Phase four but is in progress, though. So, phase phase four of the Chivalry Two universe. Cross-platform parties are in progress. However, release time frame is not yet established. So, if that's if that's your biggest thing, I'd wait. Otherwise, you know, multiplayer, third-person swords and shields and stuff, and like yeah. Monty Python esque humor, Monty- slapstick stuff going on. Yeah, exactly. Because I think one of the patch notes was like, if you got your arms cut off, you could still kind of, you would still live for a little bit. What, what are you going like, to do? Bleed on me. <laughs> yeah, you could still like kind of do headbutts and stuff and then you would die. That's so. awesome. Good shit. Good, good. Shout out to them. One of the, I think the person who did the soundtrack has been friendly with us on Twitter. So yeah, uh, yeah. or it might be in our Discord. I forget. So um, uh, one one more game each, maybe? 
Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Um, ooh, I think that was it for Canadian games for me. Oh. Uh, it's not like you run a site called Canadian Game Devs. Fine. Canadian Game Devs or something. Talk to us about how much you fucking love... I don't know. What, what came up? Um, <laughs> Call of Duty. Did you play Call of Duty? I didn't play Call of Duty. I read some scathing reviews of Vanguard that justify my decision to not play it. Yeah, I heard the uh, I heard the like the campaign is just like atrociously shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's uh Kotaku had a great piece from somebody Walker uh about how uh Call of Duty Vanguard runs in the vein of the previous Call of Duty games of just straight up like rewriting history and just getting a lot of it wrong and it kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Vanguard's got Canadian writer on it and Sam Meggs in Toronto. <coughs> it's got the two, I think, Sledgehammer Studios in Canada. I don't know. Like, um, as far as I know, Activate, aside from Blizzard, Activision is just all Call of Duty now because that's what they did to the Tony Hawk guys. Mm-hmm. That's what they did to the, um, the Crash Bandicoot guys. They're all just Call of Duty. Well, they let them make Crash 4, which is something. Yeah, I think that's done, though. Uh, so I don't have anything else Canadian, Steve. So why don't you tell me about uh, what was your fourth one? Uh, Echo Generation. I, didn't, I haven't oh, played yes. this too much, but... Coco Cucumber Co. in Toronto from the developers <clears throat> of Riverbond. And uh, uh, we streamed the demo from the Xbox demo event, and and I really liked that demo. Yeah, it's it's a um, '90s teenager like Paper Mario, basically. It's like it's like the, if Stranger Things took place in Canada in the '90s, right? Yeah, and then the gameplay is basically Paper Mario because it's all like time based attacks and stuff like that. It's awesome. I, it's just like I just haven't had a chance to really play because it it's a PC game, and I just don't do PC games. It's on Game Pass, right? It's on Game Pass. I think it's on Xbox Game Pass too. I guess I should say I should say Age of Empires Four is also on Game Pass. If uh, people want to check that out, yeah. And I've been doing Back for Blood and stuff too. So, but um, Echo Generation, yeah, it's it's a really solid RPG. Like I was playing it, I was like, this is like the writing's really good. The app, the like, it's voxel ish like graphics and stuff like that. The '90s aesthetic is like really well done and like really funny. Um, you you know you get like it's basically like um like alien tech kind of like stranger things like there's like this alien sort of presence but like a lot of the town doesn't know it yet you like only mm. you really kind of know it only the um, kids see what's going on they chirp the cops quite a bit too like the cops <laughs> are just idiots um again i haven't played too much of it i really really liked it though i think it's a pretty short and sweet game based off the like the achievements and stuff like that so mm-hmm. Uh, I really should just like kind of play it, but again, PC. I don't really do much PC games, but Steam Deck, mm-hmm. man, I fucking need the Steam Deck. It's coming, um, Steve. Steam Deck's coming. But uh, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Coco Cucumber. I liked River Bond. I liked uh, Planet of the Eyes. I thought those games were really good. Uh, Echo Generation, man, three for three. They're they're a good studio. So good, I would recommend uh, checking it out. I really liked to- the demo. Uh, uh, the demo has a cat character in it. I really liked. Uh, <laughs> Your sister brother dynamic, the older brother, younger sister who like your mom forced you to bring with you dynamic is really good. Yeah, it has. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think your first weapon's a hockey stick or something. Like, you yeah, have a so Maple Leaf hat on too. Yeah, like your character learns like hockey moves basically. And uh, your awesome. little sister kind of has a different set of moves. So you find these like cards to kind of that are uh, like the move set that you kind of learn and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have like energy to spend the cards, um, and so like some like it is like 
uh, well, I haven't really played a lot of Paper Mario, but like some characters can like re- replenish other characters' energy, and then they can use a heavier attack, that kind of stuff. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I say Paper Mario, I mean like time-based stuff. So when an enemy attacks, you can you can guard it, but you need to hit like X or whatever at the right time to guard it, and then each move has like kind of different timing, mm-hmm. and then similar with your moves, like there's. You know, there's a move that you learn that's literally just slapping, like doing slap shots at the enemy. Mm-hmm. And it's the little thing where it's like a circle on the screen and the mouse is moving around and you have to kind of like just have like press X when the, the cursor is in the circle. Like a bullet hell kind of thing. Yeah, Are you moving? Exactly. Okay, yeah, cool. You're not moving the thing. It just like moves randomly and you just... Oh, and you got to hit it, line it up. So like each move has its own sort of timing and mechanism that you have to like okay. learn and master. Um and you learn, you get, you get pets too. I think I just did that. Like you get your, I got a cat in my party. Nice. Good. Every party <laughs> needs good. a cat. Is it really a party without a cat, Steve? I don't think so. Because there's, you talk to the dog and then the dog, you, you ask if you can pet the dog and he's just like, well, I don't know you. So, <laughs> so no. Yeah. You know what? Respect the dog's boundaries. <laughs> exactly. Kids um, go up to people like, can I give you a hug? Like, no. It's true. That's weird. Don't do that. Actually, Steve, I can talk about the big con, which I don't think I talked about on the pod. Or if I did, it's been a while. So uh, it's from Mighty Yell in Toronto. Uh, shout out to Dave uh, and the team there. That's on, not on Game Pass. We were surprised, but it's on uh, Xbox, uh, I think, Steam, and... I want to say Switch, or Switch is, like, coming up, but it was part of the... Oh, no, just all the Xbox consoles and Windows. I had a rough start to the big con, because I encountered a bug that actually a reviewer I know also encountered that skipped the entire first level of the game. Uh, The first level was supposed to take place in this mall, uh, and I just walked in a weird place or didn't talk to somebody, and then all of a sudden I was leaving the mall. Um, And I was like wait what and then i like looked up and, oh this is a bug that happened so this game came out at the end of august i assume there's been a couple hot fix or, or patches since then that probably addressed the biggest bugs like that but that was a bit of a oh maybe i'll just restart this in a, in a couple months when it's in a better sp- state that's fine um, but i was sending you there, there's a, a whole section where you're on a train sort of like uh pickpocketing your way into uh the the cabin you need to get an item uh for those you don't know it's a side-scrolling uh adventure game um lots of really funny dialogue um the characters are all human like but they all have like funny faces like white yellow purple blue green like it's very uh not anthropomorphic but like it's just, it's a certain style which uh maybe Guardians of the Galaxy could have benefited from a certain style <laughs> oh but it's very funny, and in the in the in this cabin, there's like these finance bros, and you're trying to like uh, get something information from one of them, and so you have to like give him like a tip on like something to trade in, and it's all gibberish, Steve. It's all just and I was sending you pictures, so I was like, this game is just thoroughly roasting finance bros in like a really uh, cathartic way, given the current state of our economy and Twitter discourse. But uh, the writing's solid. The pickpocketing is very easy like just press a when the line on this bar hits the green section uh and like the bigger the score the tighter that window is to get more money uh, i haven't actually got caught so i don't know what happens uh, that's how i think like kind of easy this is and it's i don't think it's meant to be especially challenging you're just playing a really cute story about uh this girl who's trying to her, her mom's in in deep with the wrong people steve uh they show up to your video store uh in the 90s uh and uh clearly your mom uh either 
by choice or I don't know if someone else has this debt that's now passed on to you is in deep with these people. And so you find this sort of huckster who promises he can take you on a cross country adventure to get the big con. I think you're, we're going to Vegas or something, which obviously that's where you would do the big con. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Steve, if you want to go to Vegas and, and do some fun, funny shenanigans along the way, uh, the big con uh, is for you. I do want to go to Vegas. So one game I don't think either of us have played because it just came out, but we were hyping it, is uh, Munglo Bay. Oh, yeah. Just came out. Uh, Some devs in ago. Quebec. With <clears throat> soundtrack from Lena Rain, Celeste. So it has, uh, it has mixed reviews on Steam. So I'm just so looking at it. I see some bugginess and stuff. Yeah, my friend was my friend was keeping up with it because he was really interested in it, and uh, yeah, apparently the the PC version is very rough, uh, lots of issues um, at the moment. Um, but but working past that, there's like something here people really want to like, and that's yeah. what's very frustrating about the current state of it functionally <laughs> as a piece of software. Yeah, I hear um, it's a Game know. Pass game, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So uh, I think okay, it is. I'll, oh yeah, I have it right now, downloaded. Yeah, I'll install. Uh, I'll install. It's at three. Oh, we'll do an uh, install sound effect right there. It's at three out of five stars uh, on the Xbox app. Uh, Seventy-one reviews. Um, let's we, see if uh, those are good. We should what wrap up say? soonish. I did get a. I did get a code for Battlefield Twenty Forty Two. There's no Canadian well. angle there, is there? I don't know. There might be a map that takes place in Canada. Battlefield 2042. I don't know. Probably like a thousand, like 500 people worked on it. I'm sure there's at least a Canadian on there, like Last of Us. Um, it's, it's the same like thing, dice. though. Like, I didn't ask for the code, and they emailed me in my personal email. Hey, I won't tell if you won't tell, listener. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where are their studios? Because uh, the first one's in Sweden. I don't know if they have other ones. Anyways, all maybe right. I'll just cut all this after you download uh, Moon Glow Bay. But, uh, all right. Cool. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up. And that's it for all the Canadian games we've been playing these past couple of weeks. We haven't been able to get a pod out to you. Hopefully something in here sparks your interest, gets you excited, add it to your wish list. And there's probably a big Christmas sale or Black Friday sale coming up soon. Uh, uh, so, so, yeah, hopefully check some of these, check some of these out. Um, we've got a lot more coverage coming up as more big Canadian releases hit in the coming weeks, Steve. Um, rip the backlog if you want to help us keep doing what we do patreon.com canadian game devs get the podcast two days early special channel on the discord uh we'll send you a game from all the keys we have every month just for being a friend uh, and if you put your name at the end of the show whoops completely butchered that at the five dollar <laughs> tier or higher we'll put your name at the end of the show like these beautiful lovely patrons thank you so much to aaron mcleod canuck play david winter david Nagy, daniel miller doug z eric beer check out the bot book the bot book.com eleanor elizabeth avery thanks mom uh gene leggett uh shout out to gene on twitter looking potentially no wait we butch we nixed no, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 86 that kai hutchins meow the leon nicholas a zorko pixel knots underscore alex sean hayden slaughter neko and stacy h if you're on apple Podcasts, please drop us a review we'd really appreciate your feedback uh or if whatever podcast service you're on has that option to leave a review i don't know how i'll see it so maybe just send it to us contact at canadiangames.com or hop in our discords i'm always i'm always so delighted when someone hops in our discord and tags us you're like yo i love the episode i, I want to talk to you about this thing and i'm like wow someone listened to this thing we do every week that's fun. I'm, I'm always surprised i'm like oh yeah. 
Um, Someone emailed us too, just like, oh, your podcast, and you, here's like some codes and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh, that's right. Aww. We do do a podcast. We do do a podcast. <laughs> Steve, we're uh, uh, several weeks behind on bets. Uh, you bet there would be a three-way MLB tie, was there? No. No. There All right, rip that bullshit. one. That was uh, so long ago. Fuck. I bet $25 whoever was playing Bengals the first week of October uh, would win, but then I think the Bengals actually won that weekend. Um, um, maybe they've, they've been pretty good. They, they lost to the jets, which is almost inexcusable, but it's Tuke season. So my Bengals hat is on my head and I have been asked several times on the street or, or I guess shouted at go Bengals to which I reply. <laughs> yeah, go Bengals. <laughs> and <laughs> they're doing well. So they're one, two, three. So they did wait. We win week one, one, two, three, they're five and three, no five and four. Sorry. So all right. Above 500, right? Yeah. Yeah, that is above. Yes, you're right. That is. Above <laughs> uh, yeah. So, any any new bets you want to place in the coming week? Shout out to the Raptors. Been scoring me so many free fries this past week. Uh, basketball's oh, back, Steve. It's beautiful. They play tonight as well, and they'll uh, probably they'll probably uh, they'll probably get you that too. Good, so. good. So many free fries. Um, thank you, um, Raptors, and the whole team over there for doing the Lord's work. That's. <laughs> 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 Uh, I don't know. There's nothing major, uh, major going on. Apparently, I don't really follow soccer that much, but apparently the the Canada soccer team is like doing really well. The men's soccer and might actually gotcha. the, the, um, the World Cup, so that's cool. Ooh, but fuck soccer, fuck FIFA, fuck, fuck all them. So. <laughs> uh, and the Oscar for best sports injury of the season goes to some Ooh. soccer player, probably. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, we, we didn't get any Quebec digs in this week, so we, we threw in at soccer. Um, sorry, it's just not a very good sport. Um, please <laughs> join our Discord, canadiandos.com for everything Very else. welcoming Discord, even to Quebecers <laughs> and to soccer fans. And to Actually, soccer there, was, fans. There, was, there was the guy who posted like World Cup updates like every... Every day. Every day, every game, every like half. And I was like, I appreciate that. I was yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> I was tuning in because like I eventually went and watched the final game like in a bar nearby. And I was like, wow, this is fun. Shout out to Italy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right, Episode cool. 201 in the books. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, listeners. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Oh, I, I closed it. I'm sorry. Uh, zero, zero. <laughs>